0: DJ, host of Ride the Vibe, broadcasting from the DRS ATL studio in Roswell, Georgia. My friend and owner of the studio Wahid Gomes at the technology, making it happen. It wouldn't be a Ride the Vibe without Wahid working his magic, getting this technology going, because there's a lot of moving parts and pieces when you've got people remoting in and using Source Connect and all this and that. But at any rate, we got it going thanks to Wahid. Got a beautiful setting here in the DRS ATL studio. And super stoked to have the Rare Birds on the show. Well, not all the birds, but a couple of the birds. We got Andrew uh, Kyler and Brandon Neal. Fellas, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to be here.
0: Oh, man, we are super stoked. And the Rare Birds create original music inspired by the best of the 70s rock, blues, gospel, and soul. Now, how cool is that? And, and Andrew and Brandon, for uh, your fans that are uh, legion and growing um, that may not be familiar with Ride the Vibe, the way we roll the show is we suggest that the listeners sit back in a comfortable environment because it's a podcast. They can listen wherever they want and get a beverage of their choice. And what we're going to do is we're playing, about, we're playing six of y'all's songs off your latest release. Uh, a full-length album called ATL. We're going to play only a couple minutes of these six songs because we'd like the listeners to actually go out and buy the music if that uh, suits their fancy, or at least uh, download it millions of times so uh, Andrew and Brandon can make a couple chuckles uh, in the process. And then we're just going to chat about all things related to the album and the music and kind of a digital liner notes. And in the studio, we are featuring one of our sponsors, Drinkmate. And Drinkmate is the carbonate anything drink maker. So if you're looking for a way to get off uh, sugar-sweetened beverages or looking for a way to reduce your recycling, they uh, will carbonate anything for you. And it's a super cool way to stay healthy and have a refreshing beverage. And unlike their competitor, their competitor can't uh, carbonate anything. And the other thing I learned from a musician friend just recently that got himself one of these Drinkmates and he'd been using the competitor product. With Drinkmate, you just order the uh, carbonated cylinder, the carbonating cylinders, and they'll ship them to you. And then when you use them up, you just send them back, and they give you a credit, and then you just keep that process going. Sort of like back in the old days when we were recycling glass uh, bottles that way, et cetera, et cetera. And the competitor, uh, as I understand it, you go to Walmart, you buy it there, and then you try to get the CO2 cartridges, and you can't uh, get them, et cetera, et cetera. Love our drink mate. So, fellas, uh, I hope you've got a beverage in hand. And welcome to the show. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so talk about how y'all got together in 2018.
1: Uh, so, basically, uh, Sean Thacker, who is our drummer, uh, sat in, uh, I had a band, or Suzanne and I had a band called 6875. Yeah. And we were playing our last show at Smith's old bar. And, uh, we had Sean sitting in on drums and he is such a fantastic drummer that, you know, literally after the show, I just ran up to him and I said, man, we gotta, we gotta do some things, you know, like, would you be into, you know, trying to put something together? And he said, yeah. And so, uh, Sean and I, uh, called up a, a dear old friend of mine and uh, a guy named, uh, Justin Sanker, yeah. who is an amazing bass player uh, who was helping us out his, his, uh, his day job is, uh, Atlanta rhythm section. So he was, Uh, he was helping us out, you know, trying to get some, some tunes together. And, uh, lo and behold, uh, we got some, you know, some riffs and some, some chords and some things going. And then we got Brandon Neal who came in and, you know, kind of, uh, gave the songs life, you know, he kind of walked up to the microphone and made it happen.
0: I love it. And so the current lineup is: you got Brandon on vocals and guitar, Sean's doing drums, Sean Thacker doing drums and percussion, and then is it is it Ben Jenkins on bass and vocals? Yeah, ben or no?
1: Ben Ben Jerkins, yeah, from Jerkins. Uh, Muscle Shoals, yeah, he's, ah, he's on bass. Nice. So.
0: And then Andrew, you're the uh, guita- another guitarist. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, that's basically it.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, and we, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to the amazing, the one and only. Lucy Piller, the, uh, the founder of All Right Now Entertainment, because it is through Lucy. Uh, I say of Lucy, that's probably, uh, you know, you got the Kevin Bacon thing, seven degrees of separation. But I think in the music world, I can safely say that it's one to two degrees of separation from Lucy knowing every musician on the planet.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. She, she's, yeah, she's a resource, man. She's, a, she's amazing.
0: She is a dynamo. Well, I guess when you yeah. are very best friends with Paul uh, Rogers, you, you're you going to pretty much know every musician.
1: And it's 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 so cool because, you know, I don't know if, if she's got a notebook. She wrote a note when she was, you know, young, you know, younger and going to all these shows back in uh, London. She wrote down every show that she ever, you know, went to go see. Yeah. And if you I mean, it, it'll floor you.
0: Yeah. Where did you guys meet Andrew or, or Brandon?
1: Well, yeah, I I met Lucy through Suzanne actually, who I again I, I, I had a band called 6875 yeah. and uh, you know, again Lucy's just a great you know, a great supporter of music, yeah. a great resource, you know, if you need to know something, uh if you need some advice, if you I mean, if you just even want to talk about music, she's just fantastic. Yeah. And I'm, you know, Suzanne and I are, are, we're, you know, we are and still are um, uh, huge fans of Free, which yes. of course was, you know, yes. uh, Paul Kossoff and, yes. you know, Paul Rogers and Simon Kirk and Andy, Kirk, Andy Frazier, rather, you yes. know, so love that band. And she's just got, you know, nobody knows more about Free <laughs> and Bad Company than, than Lucy. Yeah.
0: I, well, she's the, the, the uh, ph- ph- photographic, version of Almost Famous, you know, stumbles into oh, yeah. the backstage of free before they're, you know, known to anybody and says, Hey, you mind if I'll if I take uh, pictures, of y'all? Oh no, no, go go ahead and do it. And she said, Can I come to your next shows? And this cracked me up. They go, Well, where are our next shows? She goes, Well, you're playing over here, here, here. <laughs> she knew exactly where they were going to be playing.
1: So Yeah, that's that, that sounds, yeah. That's, that's a gift, man.
0: And then that, I took pictures. Truly well, a gift. and and the, to tie into what Andrew's saying. A little tip for you all. If you don't know Free or don't know Bad Company, before you talk to Lucy, you better familiarize yourself with them. (laughs) Because otherwise you'll be uh, right behind the eight ball. Well, uh, again, thank you, Lucy. And uh, let's cue up Thistle Down, if we could, Wahid. That's uh, the opening track, I believe, on the album ATL by the Rare Birds. And then we'll be back and talk about all things more music. Styling, Mister Brandon. Awesome, powerful. Appreciate that. Yeah,
2: it's it's easy when you got some big bad dudes behind you too, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're too modest. Well, Plunger UK says Atlanta's rare birds have the perfect retro styled high octane convergence to whisk you to a bet- better times, and I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Plunger UK? Just out of curiosity.
1: Uh, Plunder UK is a, is a brilliant guy. His name is uh, um, Maury Stewart. And Maury Stewart is another one of those, uh, you know, he he he's, uh, writes for several uh, blues publications, yeah. uh, writes for, you know, I, I think he's written for classic rock. I mean, yeah, there's just a list of publications that he has written for. Yeah. And he again, he's a, he's just a great guy that will always like you could send him something and he'll tell you straight out what he he thinks of it, but he's also another one of these people who, you know, he's just a great resource because, yeah, you know, been going to shows, knows a ton about music. And, you know, every time I talk to him, he's always like, you know, hipping me to something, you know, someone I should be listening to, or, you know, he's just a great guy to, you know, kind of go back and forth. A resource. And, you know, he always shoots us straight and lets us know, you know, where we stand as far as what we're sending him. Well, I would agree with his assessment. Is he out of the UK? Yeah, he's out of the UK. He's in he's in Epping, I believe, ah, okay. you know, the village of Epping, which I believe is outside of London. I'm not sure exactly okay. where, you know, but yeah. uh he's yeah. also both both he and his brother are also uh just brilliant photographers, man. And if, ah. if you uh he's got a um on Instagram, he's Epping Schlepping. <laughs> and oh, and boy. if you can find him, man, <laughs> if 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 you're into <laughs> photographs of mushrooms, man, he's he's your guy. <laughs>
0: Is he a mushroom connoisseur? Is he, you know, like... The, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he takes a lot of photographs. We'll just leave it at that. All right, perfect. Well,
0: good. All right. We'll talk about uh, this song, Thistle Down. This is the first song, I believe, off your uh, full-length LP. Cool. I'm going to let
1: Brandon jump on this. Oh, good.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. So Thistle Down uh, came together. I guess we probably started writing that. I mean, either right before the pandemic kind of hit or, or right at the start of the pandemic, we were able to get back together again and we wrote a bunch of these new songs. Um, and you know it, it was cool. Andrew kind of had this really cool kind of page kind of riff going on and yeah. and you know Sean and Sean and Ben, you know, kind of perfectly played to that the way it's kind of floating between these little kind of rhythmic sections. Um, and it's and it's a it's a cool one, you know, I think I like kind of writing it because you know Andrew, you know he tells a story where Thistledown was a a horse track up around cleveland Ah. um where he was growing up so that's where he was kind of referencing it and even though the you know the song kind of went lyrically in a slightly different direction i think you know it kind of yeah there's a lot of that same kind of i guess energy or feelings that's being described in the song
0: what's your process what how how do you all work what's the you have a formula or is it more free-flowing or it sounds like very collaborative from what you just said brandon
2: yeah i mean i'd say it's it's very collaborative um I mean, you know, one thing is Andrew, you know, I say it in all days because he probably works harder than anybody, any musician that I know. Yeah. And just constantly churning out ideas, man. He's always got something, sending him over. Um, And so, you know, he'll he'll often have riffs or these little chord progressions. Me and him will get together and kind of see what, what feels right, what doesn't, and kind of yeah. start molding the clay. And then once we get um, Sean and Ben kind of involved and... You know, they kind of, they basically add the entire rest of the song behind it. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, try to get some lyrics that sound okay. And (laughs) sometimes it works out. So so (laughs) we're really happy with Thistledown for sure. So,
0: you know, in the spirit of this, you know, digital liner notes, kind of format. So the the writing credit would go to who on this Thistledown track? Um, The writing
2: credit, the lyrically, that would be me. Yeah. I would say a majority of kind of the the musical progression would go to
1: uh, Andrew. Yes. Yes. We always put it down as, you know, Neil Kyler. Ah,
0: okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so uh, Lennon McCartney sort of thing. I like that.
1: That I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Who's who's who? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's right.
0: That's awesome. Very cool. Well, let, uh, let us, if we could cue up lying to yourself. I believe this is the second track, if I have uh, my notes right on this. And then we'll come back and I wanna ask you, Andrew, where you uh, lived in Cleveland when we get back, because I spent some formative years there. So we'll be right back. We're gonna hear Lying to Yourself. creates original music inspired by the best of the 70s rock blues gospel and soul, as I mentioned at the opening, following the likes of Humble Pie and early, early Fleetwood Mac, and we'll talk about why there's a difference, Savoy Brown, Wishbone Ash, love me some Wishbone Ash, groups that were the cornerstone of much of the British blues in the late 60s and 70s, recalling their gritty approach and ringing guitar solos, and just as the Almond Bros drank from the same bottle, you can hear the echoes of Dwayne and Greg in the Rare Bird songs. And that's a quote from
1: Creative Loafing. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so, oh, so basically, yeah, it's I, I, I'm at Creative Loafing, but the, that was written by Tony Paris. Ah. Uh, so uh, Tony's on the editorial side of things. I'm on yeah. the sales side of things. So it's, you oh. know, it's kind of like a separation between church and state. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Well, I would agree with Tony's uh, write-up as well, which is awesome. So how long with Creative Loafing, Andrew?
1: Oh, many, many, many moons. Nice. Zero. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kind of when I first moved here, that was the go-to uh, publication to find out all things music, where, where, where it was happening for sure and still is, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, it's still going. Yeah,
0: yeah and still pointing people to where they can go see good live music. I, I love it. Well, Where, uh, so where in Cleveland, just out of curiosity.
1: So, I grew up, uh, in like on East Cleveland, so basically, Cleveland is kind of like uh, East Cleveland, west, you know, the west side, east yeah. side,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, and then later we moved to uh, a, a part of town called Shaker, yeah. Sure. Uh, but you know, as far as uh, you know, growing up, uh, I would you know, get on a bus, get on a, you know, they have uh what we call the transits, which are the trains, Yeah. you know, you get on a train and you just basically go anywhere. Yeah. I would go down, down into the flats, I'd go over to, into Coventry. Coventry was yeah kind of happening, you know, where you find cutout records and there they used to have a DJ called uh Michigan mom. Sometimes <laughs> she'd be hanging out in there and, and she would always kind of shoot you straight and tell you, you know, you know, what you should be checking out. And it, You know, she'd kind of look and see what you were, where you were buying and kind of, you know, without ever saying specifically anything, she would let you know whether you're on the right track or not. I love uh, it. Yeah. So those were, those were kind of cool years. And there, you know, there was also um, a spot there called Mayfield Music, which was uh, really kind of a a cool place to, to go, you know, just meet and listen to people.
0: Well, I was a little bit ahead of you, uh, but I uh, went to Fernway Elementary School and then Woodbury. Yeah. Junior high and would have gone to Shaker, but moved uh, blessfully. Not that Cleveland wasn't cool, but uh, I went out to California. So, and uh, Oh, all right. In the hate Haight- <laughs> ashbury Part of California. Uh, in the hate ashbury Bay Area. So, Rock yeah, so it was okay. a nice little change. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, but enough about me. Talk about lying to yourself. Talk about this track, which I love.
1: Well, Brandon, I'm going to let you jump on that.
0: All
2: right, I'll jump on it as well. Um, line Yourself is a is a cool one. Kind of got a got a little more energy, a little danceable, um, kind of groove. Sean, I think, does a real cool job, you know, holding down the the tambourine and the and the drum beat at the same time and really yeah. kind of helping that push forward. Um, and I think on that one you can hear Ben Jerkins as well giving us some background vocals, um, which he does from time to time. So yeah. another way he's getting involved with this, but yeah, I, I really like that song. You know, it's kind of, it's just got a lot of kind of energy, a little kind of frustration in it while kind of still being, you know, a little bouncy and nod your head. Yeah. You know, I kind of, I like sitting in that kind of middle ground right there. So. I love
0: it. How did that, uh, yeah. what was the inspiration for whoever wrote it? Um,
2: What would the inspiration have been? My guess, <laughs> 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 I mean, it's, it's, I I was Kind of, I know that was in, you know, I was kind of dealing, coming out of a a breakup, I think, and Uh and kind of dealing with some changing life seasons. and
0: Yes, yes.
2: You know, there's probably a little bit of that song written angrily at somebody else and probably a little bit more of it that should be written angrily at myself.
0: (laughs) There you go. I love it. Well, there you sum it up. I love it. (laughs) And uh, so the creative loafing, uh, the Tony Paris quote, uh, kind of cues up the question about your musical influences. And Andrew, you talked a little bit about it with your formative years in Cleveland, but talk about Humble Pie and early, early Fleetwood Mac and kind of delineate for folks that may not be familiar, if you would, you know, the difference, because I think purists or musicologists do say, you know,
1: early. Yeah, there's, early. there's definitely a difference. And the, the, the main difference is uh, the, just the genius of Peter, one Peter Green. Peter Green, so, yeah, uh, right. You know, and, you know, uh, Peter Green, uh, Danny Kerwin, you know, Jeremy Spencer, I mean, you know, and, you know, of course, you know, Mick and John, which were, you know, of course, the reason why they named the band, you know, Fleetwood Mac is because Peter Green just thought that they were just the, the most amazing yeah. bass and drums going and, and he he was not wrong, you yeah. know, so they, they were just an amazing band. and And if anybody, you know, out there has a chance, just, I mean, you can just get on YouTube and do yeah. a deep dive. There's some there is just some amazing live recordings of uh, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of one particular show that they did. And I, I believe it was in Oslo mm-hmm. in Norway. And it's, it's, you can, it's almost like Peter Green is just like shooting thunderbolts from his guitar. I yeah. mean, just the, just the sound of his guitar and just the way that they all kind of play together in between, you know, the notes that they, you know, they're all hitting It's, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. You
0: know? Is he one of your role mo- your models, your inspirations?
1: Oh, yeah, he's he's yeah, he's definitely up there. I mean, I, I of course, you know, all uh I love all the kings, BB King, you know, yeah. King, <laughs> Freddie King, like all y'all's kings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, um, you know, I, I love a lot, you know, obviously we were talking earlier. Yeah. Uh, free you Know, but you know, but there's also you know a lot of you know players that maybe people don't know, like uh Cornell Dupree, mm-hmm. who played with Aretha Franklin, you know, just an amazing, you know, rhythm, rhythm guitar player. Uh, you know, I, I there's just all sorts of you know people that I you know I pick up. I'm thinking about the the funky meters, it's, yeah, there's just a lot of things that you yeah. know, uh, you hear, and of course, you know, um just just the stones you know uh, Brandon and I are, are always talking about the stones but yeah. you know the stones from that you know that that magical period you know mm-hmm. kind of like 71 I'm and I'm thinking like as a live band you know 71 through 76 when they had uh, they had Billy Preston with them and mm-hmm. they had they still had Mick Taylor on guitar and they yeah. had Bobby Keys I mean you just could not beat that band they were yeah. they were just amazing
0: Love it love it love it love it Well Brandon uh, talk a little bit about uh where you kind of Grew up formative years and your and some of your influences sounds like a lot of overlap with Andrew, but um, where you grew up, maybe in formative years, etc.
2: Yeah, there's definitely a little overlap, but there's and we we definitely have a little bit of a different background. Me coming from Tennessee, Uh ah, um, yeah, East Tennessee, and then kind of largely, I guess, you know, growing up around a lot of like gospel music and. You know, at the same time, you know, some some old country music sometimes, some Hank Senior maybe sometimes, yeah. and then some, like he was saying, the Rolling Stones was definitely a fixture yep. Um, growing up. So kind of a combination of all the, you know, some, a lot of blues, a lot of soul, a lot of... Um,
0: did you cut your, did you get uh, your start in church? So many... I did. Get, get, I did. Yes, uh, have come on the show and got their start singing in the church choir, or is that
2: i I definitely did not sing at that time. Ah. Singing wasn't something I guess I adopted until kind of later, moving yeah. into more uh unholy pursuits but <laughs> I, did, I i I mean the time that I'd spent the musicians I got to play with in church and kind of be around and and kind of the things that I think opportunities afforded to young musicians, I think the church is a perfect mm-hmm. you know kind of you know, nursing ground for, for people trying to figure out how to play in a band and, and pick up a lot of that kind of live improv, improv kind of mm-hmm. chops. So.
0: So yeah. that's where you got your start as a guitarist in church.
2: That would be correct. Yeah.
0: I'll be darn. And, and playing gospel stuff. Is that, and then the, the country you mentioned is.
2: Yeah. And played a little bit of country as well up yeah. in, before I moved down here to, to Atlanta, but. You can imagine the, the voice we were talking about before may not have played quite so well, you know, during the <laughs> the offering call or whatever, so.
0: <laughs> well, in the modern church, yeah. perhaps. We may not back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, awesome. Well, if if we could, Mr. Wahid, if we could cue up Little Bird, and that's off of Rare Bird's full-length album called ATL. And what an appropriate type, because they're out of ATL.
3: Tell me, where do you summer? Cause I heard that you've been known to wonder. Lately I see you haven't been singing quite the same. Little bird, what's happened to your wings? now stuck in the bramble unseen, unheard who
0: Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say. A shout out to the last great, brilliant, one of the brilliantest, most brilliantest songwriters, the Mr. Tom Petty. And uh, An- Peter Anthony of QBurn Radio, 365radio.com and Radio Carolina UK says, sounds like the real deal to me. And I would agree with that. Awesome. Talk about this song, y'all. Oh,
1: come on.
2: Um, yeah, I can jump in. Um, this, uh, this one, you know, kind of written through, I guess, the same kind of process we were talking about before, yeah. um, was written, I guess, really about, um, I mean, kind of all these songs were written kind of in the same period, I guess, maybe yeah. some of them are a little health, more healthy expressions of that than others. <laughs> but this one I think is, is really kind of about. You know, either with your own self or, or you know, working with someone you care about who's in your life, you know, and and kind of trying to do your best to, you know, help help pick them up and kind of help push them along, you know, without detriment to yourself yeah. and without, you know, allowing them that space, you know,
0: yeah,
2: to to be what what they need to be. Um, and you just want to be there to help. Yeah, and that's I think really where that one comes from.
0: What's your what's the you know do you you have a set time? is it the inspirations come at all times you you put it in a, a, a notebook a, a, on your phone how how does that
2: i have got a completely unmanageable note file in my phone <laughs> of you know anything from just like hey there's a few words that sound kind of kind of funny together sound kind of cool together to just the most rambling incoherent you know sound like a a freshman art student Um, you know, trying to do poetry, but yeah. So, uh, so I've got you know a lot of kind of stuff sitting around, and then you know a whole lot of kind of files of riffs that Andrew's been working on that he'll send over, and then Mm -hmm. just kind of see what starts to kind of stick together a little bit. Yeah, Yeah,
0: see
1: what sparks.
0: I love it. So, do you guys get together weekly, monthly? I mean, how's that work out? How's your schedule? How do the schedules work out for?
1: Well, yeah, so we basically try to, I mean, we try to try to, you know, get together at least once a week, mm. you know, uh, everyone's super busy and, right. you know, uh, right. got all sorts of different things going on. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, sometimes we, you know, we'll miss a week or then sometimes it will be, uh, like when we're getting ready to, to do some recording, we you know we might get together two or three times a week, you know, yeah. just to try to make sure that we, we have it down. You're tight. But, uh, you know, right. it just kind of just depends. Yeah.
0: Well, you touched on your mates uh, earlier in the show but flush out a little bit their backgrounds sean uh, thacker on drums and percussion and ben jenkins on bass and vocals
1: yes so sean thacker is you know uh i I've, i believe he's one of the best drummers in atlanta and he's uh he's played with a, a ton of different bands he's you know uh some people might know him from southern gothic which is okay. uh Another band that he plays for mm-hmm. uh that is pretty amazing they' they've been around for i think i want to say about ten years wow uh people who are kind of uh uh into uh like the little five points area you know right. uh, fans of the star bar might you uh-huh. know recognize Sean from uh having played in a band called truckedelic, okay. which has its own cult
3: yep, yep.
1: <laughs> of uh uh followers uh Sean's also played in a band called uh uh, Rock City dropout. Uh, you know he's he's been in a lot of bands, so yeah. it's kind of like uh, you know the funny thing about Atlanta is it's a big city, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of like uh, there's look we talked about the six degrees of separation. Yeah. yeah. So you know you 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 talk to any musician, you know they know someone that you know, yes. or they walk you know they work in a studio that knows someone that you know. So it's kind of one of those things where uh, even years before you know, we started playing with Sean. We, we, you know, certainly knew who he was and and Ben's done a lot of stuff. Ben grew up actually kind of in and around the Muscle Shoals area Uh, and, you know, you know, we just kind of hang around studios and, Mm. and uh, you know, anytime somebody needed somebody to sing a backup part or or do something, he, you know, he was always there to kind of jump in on that. And so he's kind of a, I guess a, a utility player for us. He can, you know, do, do these great harmonies with uh brandon and he yeah. can kind of hold down the bottom end you know so that's uh you know super you know super helpful and and we we really appreciate having ben as well
0: so he's steeped in that as aretha said that greasy sound of muscle skills. yeah
1: yeah so you know and a lot of it you know again a lot of it it's it's the space between the notes it's kind right. of the unspoken right. thing yeah you know we're you know we'll just We'll just start a groove and sometimes it'll just kind of fall into place and then you know sometimes you kind of have to shelve it and come back to it but you know that's when the magic happens it's yeah. kind of when you know it's all kind of falling into place and then brandon comes in with uh you know something that he's got on his mind i love it
0: well we are going to take just a very very short break to support a sponsor near and dear to my heart the foundation for premature infants but while we're on this little break i want you all to think about if you're willing to uh, answer the question about uh, something your fans might like to know about you but you've never shared that would be a first on Ride the Vibe. You don't have to, your choice, but uh, just ponder that question and uh, we'll be right back after this short break. The number of premature infants born in the United States each year, 380,000. That's 9.8% of the total births in the US. The foundation for premature infants mission is to advocate for the right of all premature infants to be cared for in a developmentally supportive and age appropriate manner. Our vision? is to ensure that Premature Infants Bill of Rights is the standard of care for all babies born prematurely 24 hours per day, 365 days per year, on all shifts in every neonatal intensive care unit throughout the world. Please consider making a donation by visiting us on Facebook, Foundation for Premature Infants, or at our website, foundationforprematureinfants.org. You are back on Ride the Bob, Michael Litton, the last DJ, and also the founder of the Foundation for Premature Infants. And that uh, money that we uh, generate from those generous donations, not a lot, but we're blessed to get what we get. Uh, We give away to uh, help educate clinicians that care for those uh, little people, the most fragile, vulnerable little people. But uh, Record Plug magazine says kick-ass chest-barring Rock and roll reminds you of Deep Purple, Lenny Kravitz, P-Funk, or the Stones, but eyes closed, they sound like themselves, and to like the Rare Birds would be an accomplishment for any man. Or to sound like the Rare Birds, I should, I should quote right, uh, would be an accomplishment for any band. So, gents, uh, we're back. What, uh, any, any thoughts you want to share that your fans might not know about you that they'd like to know?
2: Um, of all of the questions I get from our adoring fans <laughs> daily,, <laughs> uh, yes, I'm joking. uh I, I guess trying to think of something goofy or something kind of <laughs> off the wall a little bit. um I guess fans probably wouldn't know that my first paying gigs playing music was as the lead singer of a trio uh wedding band, ah. And if there is one venue that you probably don't want to, you know, come in a little unsure of yourself, yeah, it's probably during a, you know, daddy-daughter first dance or something like that. Yes, um, and there are definitely a couple where <laughs> some songs, some songs didn't go quite so well. So fortunately, that doesn't that doesn't happen so much now. But I guess that's a something folks probably don't know. <laughs> and
0: and Brandon. Do you remember the song that uh, they asked you to play that didn't go so well?
2: So I'm trying to remember they requested it like very last minute and it was a song I had it was like a a Tim McGraw song or something yeah. so I, I didn't know it <laughs> I'd never heard it and they they let me know I was driving back into Knoxville like i spent about basically 5 hours in the car listening to this ah to learn it you know to learn <laughs> <it>. I'm not <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to give too many opinions about
0: yeah. that. <laughs> oh, right. well, spe- and, and, uh, Andrew, do you want to jump in on that one, or do you want to pass?
1: Uh, in terms of what people might want to know? Yeah. Uh, hopefully hopefully they want to know when we're playing next. Yes, well, I like that. <laughs> Cue that up. When, when, yeah, so... Uh, So, yeah, so this month uh, we're going to be actually doing a couple free. We're going to do one of our favorite things to do is uh, there's a festival called Porch Fest. Okay. That is just insane where uh, all these people let, uh, it's a neighborhood in uh, in Atlanta called Oakhurst. Okay. And on a specific day this year, it's going to be on October the 14th. Okay. They invite all of these bands and the bands basically play on you know, the front porch or the front yard or whatever, they just kind of, you bring a PA and you just kind of blast. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to do. And so we, we're going to do that. And then, uh, we're playing a, uh another venue that's off of, uh, it's called King of Pops. Okay. Which is right off of uh, Memorial uh, Deca- or Decatur Street. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like a new setup they have where they're having some live music there. Yeah. And then we're going to be starting. What's the, uh, what's the, the date
0: of that show, Andrew? The King of Pops.
1: That show is going to be on the 21st of October.
0: Okay.
1: And then... Uh, what, time, what start uh, no,
0: times on these things? Porch yeah, fest. so
1: uh, on Porch Fest, I believe everything starts kicks off about one o'clock. Okay. I, I'm much, I'm pretty sure that we're probably going to go on maybe around three or four. Okay, but there's like a whole schedule. Like if you go to uh, Oakhurst uh, Porch Fest, yeah, uh, they've got a whole you know schedule oh, and know. map of yeah. all the places that. Uh, and bands that you can kind of check out. Uh, King of Pops, we're going to oh, be just there uh, on uh, Porch
0: Fest. Is there a mission, or are they people show up with their own beverages and and chairs? Or? You know,
1: every house has its own rules, and ah, it's kind okay. of cool. You can kind of uh, yeah. bring what you got and yeah. just kind of roam from uh, house to uh, street to street. Yeah. And you know, uh, actually, a lot of people kind of uh, find us that way because we yeah. we are typically loud. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh so we're easy to find. Yeah. Um uh King of Pops, we're gonna start at uh I believe five PM okay. and play to about eight o'clock. It's it's an outdoor gig. Okay. And then uh we're gonna that, be back. Is that admission?
0: Uh, is that an pay admission at that?
1: I, I believe I believe both of these shows in October are free. Ah, so nice. uh if you are low on, on low on funds oh, and yeah. uh high on life, you can yeah. come on down. Nice. Now will, now, will they
0: be able to buy the CD, the, the ATL Rare Birds CD? If,
1: if, they, uh, if they come up to any of, uh, of the band members and give us the secret handshake, yeah. they are able to uh, walk over to uh, greet Mare, who handles all of our, our merch.
0: Merch, yeah.
1: And uh, Mare can guide them through a, a menu of uh, <laughs> items. <laughs> nice. That, uh, for they their can mind. delight. And it would be only right
0: if they're getting to these shows for free, they should buy some. So you guys. Well, can... we,
1: we, would, we would love to have them walk out with uh, everything. Uh, a Rare Birds t-shirt, uh, yes. CD or, you know, <laughs> any number of uh, items. Not your
0: equipment, yes. though. Just keep their hands off. No, no, that, that, that's
1: yeah. That's yeah. We want to keep that. And then it. in uh, November, we're <laughs> going to be doing some other shows at Star Bar and, and some other things coming up. So And where, where's about. the
0: best place for folks to find you? What's the where, where do you point them?
1: So uh on Bandcamp, okay. of course you can find us at uh, Rarebirds ATL. Okay. And Rarebirds ATL is kind of your your key to find us everywhere. So okay. if you if you're on Instagram, you go to Rarebirds ATL. If yeah. you're on uh, Facebook, you go to Rarebirds ATL. Yeah. Uh you know, or you just just if you just type in in your search bar just Rarebirds ATL. Yeah. YouTube, every, you know, that's where we come up. So gotcha. uh, we would love folks to kind of uh, you know, check us out I
0: love and it. and
1: hopefully come out and, you know, if you're, if you're within uh, driving distance, we would love to see you come at a, a live show.
0: Well, absolutely. Cause uh, Neil said, Neil Young said it very succinctly. Live music is better. So it's, I, I would, I, I would strongly encourage everybody to get out and see him live and then buy something from them, y'all. Cause again, you know, you're getting in these gigs, King of Pops and a uh, porch fest for free. Well, let's queue up. Cause, uh, Brendan kind of led us down a little bit of the, the uh, country path, talking about his uh, singing at a wedding, uh, Tim uh, Tim McGraw song. Let's cue up Dolly Parton if we could while he's yeah. going. The, vibe. In the last DJ having a great conversation and playing some killer music from the Rare Birds. And SSR says of the Rare Birds, ATL, give you a glimpse of how rock used to be with a makeover for today. So, gents, talk about uh, there must be a story behind Dolly Parton, the song we just uh, featured a little bit, and then also the name Rare Birds. Where did that come from?
1: Well, I tell you what, we uh, I'm going to let uh, Dolly Parton's a hero, so I'm going to let uh, ah. I'm going to let Brandon talk about uh, Dolly, yeah, and then I'll I'll jump in and answer uh, about where the we got rare birds. Nice, nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. So Dolly Parton, like I was talking about before, being up from you know the East Tennessee, you know Knoxville kind of area up mm-hmm. there. Dolly Parton, as she is, I mean, everywhere, but up there, she's a real hero and everything she kind of did for the community. So, grew up, you know, she was named, you know, she was ubiquitous um, around town. And then, I guess we were talking, you know, one night when Andrew and I were working out some kind of new ideas for songs, Um, and at one point, you know, one of us referenced how, you know, kind of the story of legend where Dolly Parton wrote Jolene and... I will always love you in like a single day, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're like, you know, well, what are we doing wrong? You know, <laughs> yeah. how, how do we do that? Um, because that's yeah, that's how easy it is. Yeah. And so I think you know, really, kind of the name of that song is Dolly Parton. The song is not about Dolly Parton, no, in right. any right. way, shape, or form, or right. reminiscent. But you yeah. know, it's kind of just a
0: tribute to her. When and yeah. many, you know, I've heard from many of the musicians over the years why he and I've been doing this that that the some of the best stuff comes, and you know, at all levels, whether it's local bands or big bands, you know, the some of the best stuff comes just boom, 15 minutes or one day and that kind of thing. Talk about um, uh, something that people might not know about Dolly Parton's generosity, Brandon, because I've got one story that I've heard, and, and I thought it was pretty fascinating about her. Uh, she's got a program where she, if you want a book, is, is do I have that right? Yep. You can, but talk talk about gives, that. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll bollocks it all up. There's the. I'm, I'm
2: trying to recall the exact name of the program, but essentially, you know, it started. You know, she's from a log cabin up in yeah. Sevierville. Yeah, and um, you know, lack of access to education was an. Uh, you know, literacy rates mm. were, were really rough up there. Yeah, um, and so she, that particular program. You know, she started a program where she would buy books. And essentially mail children's books to your house yeah. uh, once a year for every kid, yeah. you know, up until, you know, maybe middle school. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just one example. Yeah. Okay, you know, that everyone living up there, you know, can speak to what she's done for the community. And I love it. And Porter Wagner has some thanks to send her away as well.
1: Uh, absolutely.
0: Cool. Well, uh, Rare Birds, Andrew, take it away.
1: Yeah. So it's uh, it's. Uh again so uh had a band called 6875 yeah. and we were uh, going on hiatus and uh I was chatting with a good friend of mine and she was explaining to me that uh, uh her partner was going to go out in the woods and take a thermos and sit around with friends and wait to see what they would hope would be some rare birds. Ah. And uh I mean it just the whole idea of uh you know because a rare bird doesn't know the they're rare, you know? So, you know, birds are, birds are somewhat commonplace, but you know, the, just the idea that, you know, that you could, you could be commonplace, but yet, and still there might be something about you that would be, you know, worth, you know, taking notice of, you know, kind of, you know, so we want to be that band that is a rare bird. We want to be the band that, you know, is worth going out sitting in the woods and, you know, Waiting for us to come by. Come
0: by. Or sitting on yeah. a porch on uh, October 14th. Yeah, Or going that to works the King too. of Pops on uh, October 21st. I love yeah, it. You can bring a thermos to both. <laughs> of your favorite <laughs> beverage. Yes. And you, and you can have a drink mate there too, if you will. So we are going to uh, go uh, roll to voodoo. and But bef- before we do that, I want to throw this out to you all. So if you're inclined... Think about putting together your uh, manager and you can put together a three-piece band, including any musician live or a dead. So think about that three-piece band, any musician that's currently alive or has passed us. And we're going to play voodoo and come back and see if uh, you want to take a bite on that answer. Cue it up, Wahid, Voodoo. <laughs>
3: come true. I remember when your eyes were mine out the corner of your open mind You was gonna never crisscross my line Do what the universe will tell you
0: Uh, whipping some voodoo on you and the last DJ not supposed to have favorites but uh, if I had a gun to my head I might say that's one of my favorites off this album y'all love it talk about that song and then uh, if you're inclined your three-piece band selection if you want
2: yeah so that's a that's good to hear uh that's a that's a fun one that's probably one of the first songs that we wrote together Ah. um I believe back when we were first getting together as a band and it's a yeah. You know, we used up one of our, I think, limited uh, cowbell cards <laughs> on Sean to get him to really lay into the cowbell with that one.
0: Well, you know, someone said famously, more cowbell, more cowbell. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and they were right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the, the groove on that one's, you yeah. know, it's real fun. It's real yeah. solid. It's just kind of a quick, snappy little tune.
0: Yeah. I love it. Very cool. All right. You guys, any takers on the, your
1: three-piece bands? So three-piece band. uh and You don't have to answer uh, uh, again. You're on ride. I, I, would, I would love to hear what uh, John Bonham, uh, Stevie Wonder and Jimi Hendrix would do in a studio. Oh my <laughs> God.
0: <laughs> Look I, at I just that. think it,
1: I just think it would be uh, <laughs> you know, because Stevie can play everything. yes. you know, and I, I just yes. think uh, I just think they would come up with some really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, I love it. Very cool.: Excellent. Andrew, uh, Brandon, you can pass or you can answer. It's your choice. I mean, I don't
2: know that I could give an answer that's better than that, that one. <laughs> All
0: right. So you're gonna be in agreement. Well, cool. Yeah. Well we are it's just flying by and I would be remiss if I didn't get in wire. So if we could, let's cue up wire here as we uh, wrap up the show, but we'll come back right after wire.
3: Down, babe, just let me in. Mm-hmm. Too long the to sound, a taste, the touch of ten. Mm-hmm. I don't need no forgiveness for these things. I'm a one body, baby, use me to your end. shape your soul You gave me escape but baby I built a wall, wall. So give me all your diamonds and I'll turn them back to coal Feel your skin and start to dig a hole hole I hole
0: that is wire off of rare birds lp full-length lp atl and i've got to ask you all this one last question it may be too uh maybe a, a lengthy answer but if you you can. What uh, you you've got? Like I think fourteen songs. Is that right on this on this LP?
1: So the the actual uh, the album has nine songs. Okay. We put fourteen on the CD because you know you can. So we basically the the CD has. Uh, the new record, which is the nine songs plus our self titled EP on that. Okay. When we have the vinyl come out, it'll actually have the nine songs okay. on the vinyl yeah. because, you know, of course, you know, when you put more songs on vinyl, the, the sound quality kind of yeah degrades a little. Okay. So we're, we're going to probably go, go with fewer songs. I love and it. And then we've got another 18 songs uh, in the can that we're wow. currently working on, and hopefully we'll have some, some new things to release uh, come 2024.
0: Wow. Love it. Well, what, so just the question was, you know, in this day and age where everybody's doing singles, one-off, this and that, how did you guys come to, to the decision to do what you've done, which I think is near and dear to my heart, I will tell
1: you. Well, I mean, you know, again, it's the cool thing about an album is it's kind of a journey.
0: Yes. And
1: so, uh, and uh, the reason, another reason, why we kind of put all of those fourteen songs together, you know, th- those fourteen songs, uh, we've been working with Jeff Tomey out at uh, uh, Cock of the Walk Studios okay. uh, out there. It's uh, you know Jesse Jesse Dupree's from uh, Jackal. He's yeah. got a studio out in Kennesaw, so we yeah. we recorded all all of those songs there. And it actually, I had uh, you know. Justin Sanker was on bass on a couple of those mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Joe was on, on uh bass on a couple and Ben played bass on, I think, uh, the lion's share of those, but yeah, you know, th- those songs all kind of have a vibe that is from that particular studio. Yep. And then, uh, we're working with, uh, another guy, uh, Keith Evans, who's got like an amazing, um, you know, um, a uh, mobile studio. yeah, and, uh, one of the things you know we all, we always talk about, you know one of our favorite periods uh, for the Rolling Stones was kind of exile. So
3: yeah.
1: we, we you know we we were talking ourselves into, you know how do you how do you get that kind of mobile, you know recording studio sound? and uh, uh, Keith and Sean were able to kind of uh, come up with something that that helped us do that. So we're really excited about that project coming out too. I but uh, but to get you know to get back to your point, uh, we think that all of those songs, All of the 14 songs kind of work together and kind of tell a story. So that's kind of why we uh, put them out together.
0: I would agree. I've been listening to all 14, which I got on my Napster account. And if any of you are dinosaurs like me and have Napster slash Rhapsody, you have to look for rare birds as one word. I don't know why they did it that way. Well, this has just been a fascinating conversation. Love the music. Love, love, love the music. And uh, these are not one-offs, so if you enjoyed it and are inclined when you get the new project out, we'd love to have you come back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, Andrew Kilar, and Brandon Neal of the Rare Birds on the Vibe. We are out of here. Better get her done, son, because the hour is growing late. Maybe there's a DJ out there
3: somewhere.
4: Hasn't gotten round to yet Well, maybe you'll feel a little empathy Play this on his FM show Better late than never is my thanks to whoever plays my song on the radio Better late than never is my thanks to whoever plays my song